Hello, hello, and welcome. It's Mark, and it's Trucking Answers, the podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Gracie, and she's getting some breakfast right now, but she'll be in soon to have her say in what's going on. Now, in this in this podcast, as of all others, but this one especially, I want to say I am not an attorney, okay? And so anything I say is not a legal opinion. It is simply my opinion, right? And uh, But I am a driver of 35 years, so what I do say is my professional opinion, but it's not a legal opinion. If you want a legal opinion, go seek a licensed attorney and pay them for it, okay? So let's talk about our friends at Werner. This is important. Now buckle in. You're going to learn some things. You're going to know some things. You're going to find out some interesting things. <laughs> the, the web that these gigantic companies weave is really, really amazing. So Werner uh, gets hit with $36 million that they got to pay. Now that's not unusual. You know these big companies are terrible to drivers uh, overall. And so... This is not something that is certainly surprising. But this is a case heard by a jury, and the jury decided this. Now, this was brought by the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the EEOC. What they do, they try to settle things with companies, and the, all companies, right? Not just trucking companies. A driver complained, filed a complaint with the EEOC. They look into it, decide if it's valid or not, and they go talk to the company, see if they can settle it. Werner said, get bent. And so then on this one, they thought it was important enough that they took it to court. And Werner has to pay $36 million. And this isn't just decided by some judges. This is a jury that hears the evidence and then decides. Okay. Now, what happened is a driver applied for a job at Werner and was denied that job. This driver happens to be deaf. Okay. So the problem is... <laughs> That Werner didn't hire him. And you're thinking what I thought initially, which is, how do you drive if you're deaf? Well, it turns out you can get an exemption. There's a hearing exemption you can get if you are deaf. So uh, I was going to say, which I thought about this when I thought about doing the podcast, is if you're deaf, go apply for this exemption. But, of course, if you're deaf, you're not listening to this podcast. Okay. So if you know someone who is deaf, you can tell them that, yes, they can become a truck driver by applying for a hearing exemption. And therefore, with that exemption, you then pass your physical like any other exemption you've passed. So now this person has their CDL. Okay. So they get their license and they have a CDL like everybody else. In what is the first of many ironic things we're going to say today. This driver obtained their CDL at Roadmaster. You may have heard of them. They have truck schools all over the place. What you don't know is that Roadmaster is owned by Werner. That's right, folks. Werner owns Roadmaster. So I think it's very convenient that Werner would go ahead and take this driver's money, whether he paid for it himself or got it through grants. Right? Remember, nothing's free. Somebody pays. They'll take his money to put him through truck school, but won't hire him. Isn't that something? So, so he went to get his physical there, got his exemption. So he got a DOT physical. Passed. He passed. Okay, he has a license. This driver passed. So he has a license like everyone else. Keep that in mind. Now, Werner is not the only defendant in this. 
Also a defendant is Drivers Management LLC. Okay, following this, you're going to have to sit down for this. They are a wholly owned business subsidiary of Gragar, G-R-A-G-A-R. Okay, Gragar in turn is 100% owned by Werner. So apparently, which I do find this at some other companies as well. When you work for them, Werner, you do not directly work for Werner Enterprises. You work for these other places which are owned by Werner. But then Werner can say, oh, well, we don't hire. We don't do any hiring or anything. That driver didn't work for us. You see why they do that? And plus, it's also in case of accidents. But you can't really say that. That's my opinion. And of course, as I say, I'm not a lawyer. This is a whole legal thing here, but I'm not a lawyer. But look, if you are acting as something, you are that thing. You can't say, oh, well, I'm going to start this other thing over here and not be it. Okay, so, and the court saw through that too. So, the the uh, EEOC says, look, that this driver has the skill, experience, and education and other requirements for an over-the-road truck driver. Okay, and the only reason you didn't hire him is because he's deaf. And that's what it would look like to me too. It's not like they go and hire only experienced people. You know, this driver's inexperienced. Werner hires inexperienced drivers because he just got his license, so he doesn't have any experience. So the only reason you wouldn't hire him is because he's deaf. Now, I want to read Werner's defense, this line of their defense to you. Get what Werner says. Werner says, and this is quoted in the article, the driver was unqualified because... He was an inexperienced truck driver who could not engage in an asserted essential function of an over-the-road truck driver job. No reasonable accommodation would have enabled him to safely do so. He doesn't need an accommodation. He got a license. Although he may have asked for an accommodation to, and I don't know this, but likely to say, look, if you're going to talk to me and you don't know sign language, what you should do is have a driver that knows sign language. But if not... And I don't know if this person knows sign language. You could just write things down, text them back and forth, uh, you know, hold them on a phone, a tablet, whatever, something like that. Isn't that complicated, you know, to communicate with someone that is deaf? So that's the story with Warner's defense that, hey, this driver's inexperienced. (laughs) Okay, so we're not going to hire him. Huh? Now, Warner says we have hired deaf drivers with at least six months experience. Uh, But this driver doesn't have that. Now, this is the other problem with this. You can't say, well, because you have a disability, you have to do different things. You're not allowed to do that. And that's why they lost that, right? There's no reason that some driver who is deaf needs more experience than any other driver Werner hires. Do you think some driver with no experience is better uh, at driving just because they, uh, you know, they can hear? I don't think so. Werner says their decision was based on an inability to identify any accommodation that would enable the driver to safely engage in two-way communications with his trainer. Well, that's ridiculous. Okay, you can have plenty of ways to engage in two-way training with your trainer. And they're saying it because um, uh, training, well, well, engaged in over-the-road training and their legitimate safety concern about the potential catastrophic results of distracted driving. Nice. By new and inexperienced commercial drivers. Well, no. Any communication, really, and this is um, 
This is actually something that's been talked about by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, which is any communication in a car or any moving vehicle by the driver with anyone else in the vehicle is considered a distraction. So this would go for anyone if we wanted to go with the actual definition of what can distract a driver. Werner uh, determined that uh, the driver was not able to safely complete the placement driver program. And this is where we get into something else. Okay, so keep sat down and strapped in because this is something else that's going on there. When you get hired there initially by gray gar driver placement, all these other things, right, which are owned by Werner. But of course, Werner knows nothing, anything about you're not actually a driver unless you're an experienced driver. Werner considers new drivers to be placement drivers. Okay, isn't that great? Uh, Werner says, hey, when drivers come here, they're not just generic truck drivers. They would be uh, placement drivers. People that have less than six months experience at, at Werner are considered placement drivers and they have to complete a training program. Another thing that I find somewhat ironic is that Werner does not have a policy that allows people to both be up, you know, we're the trainer, and I have my hands up here in quotes, which you can't see, should have to log on duty time while the student is driving. I have always maintained that, okay? You should not be allowed to sleep or be anywhere else except in the passenger seat while the student is driving the truck. If this person is so inexperienced that they're not even considered a driver, they're just a placement driver for six months, then how can you have the trainer go to sleep or be doing anything else except ensuring the safe operation of the truck? And why? Get this next sentence. Werner says, the co this company operates, I don't know if it's Gray Guard, driver placement, okay, whatever, driver logistics, whatever that was I said a minute ago. They operate with the mantra that nothing we do is getting worth hurt or hurting others, whether it be professional drivers, customers, or the motor public at large. Okay, that's what Werner says. Well, if that's the case, why are your trainers not required to log on-duty time while the person is driving the truck? Okay, that's what I'd like to know about that. <laughs> they should be up and in the seat the whole time, the whole six months. If somebody's a placement driver for six months, you're saying, oh, they're not a good enough driver. Why are they out by themselves? All right. And you may say, well, they're not, Mark. Okay. Well, if they're not, let me know about that. Werner says the trainer observed over the road component of the student driver program is known as the placement driver program. But I've got to believe that you are not with a trainer for six months. Okay, I don't see that anywhere, so I don't know what to say. If it, Are you still with a trainer there for six full months? Who would do that, number one? Who wants to live with some Yahoo for six months that they don't even know? Okay, probably not that many people. So if they're doing six months there, it's no wonder you can't keep anyone there. But uh, if otherwise, they'll, they would likely say, and I don't know if this is what they would say, oh, well, Mark. You know, uh, we observe them, you know, by watching their what they're doing, basically like checking up on are they on time, that kind of thing. That is not observing people. If they're not a driver for six months, then they're not a driver. And they would do that also so that they don't have to pay you as much, presumably. So they could say, well, you're just a placement driver at all these other subsidiary companies that we have so that we don't have to, you know, 
do anything, pay taxes, driver management, LLC, uh, Gray, Gar, all that, right? Which are all owned by Werner, Roadmaster, owned by Werner. These are all owned, Werner-owned companies, and that's only this article. And that's all to keep them, uh, you know, a stone's throw away for liability purposes and stuff. There's no reason if somebody has passed their physical that they can't get hired. See, you can't separate somebody out and say, look, you have met all the same qualifications as everyone else, but we're not going to hire you, right? That's not right to do. And there's no reason that someone that's deaf can't drive a truck. They can drive a car. What, Mark? Yeah. Have you ever gone in to get your driver's license and had to take a hearing test? No, you do not. Okay. Perhaps someone at Werner could take the trouble to learn sign language. And you can have a uh, one of the trainers be a sign language trainer. What about that? Uh, so you could do that. There's lots of ways to do it. You could make it work. It isn't like a huge imposition. It wouldn't really co even cost Werner uh, much of anything. If you, just get, you could just buy them a notebook and have them write stuff out. So there's no reason why this kind of imposition is so onerous that Werner's like, oh my God, there's no way to accommodate this person. No way. And it's $36 million worth of learning a lesson at Werner that a couple of notepads and a few pens, Werner logoed pens, might have been a better deal than what they're doing now. I personally find it to be ridiculous and there's no reason if somebody uh, is deaf wants to drive that they shouldn't be able to drive. They're already uh, sidelined from enough things as it is. You know, and if somebody wants to drive and pass the physical, let them drive. How about that? Let them drive. Take a few minutes to uh, help them out a little bit and go, okay, let's, what can we do here? And ask the person. Here's the thing. You can ask them, hey, how, what's the best way that we can communicate back and forth in the truck? How about that? Of course, companies, this is everywhere, would never think to ask you, a driver, the best, how to the best thing to do anything. That would include, uh, you know, Werner and every other company on the road. The last thing companies want to do is ask drivers about anything. Oh, we got a problem? Oh, let's not ask the drivers. Let's ask everybody else except the driver. So whatever accommodation the person needs, ask them, what, what do we need to do here? And then just do it. This isn't some kind of big, complicated thing. So well, that's the story. And that $36 million judgment, Werner is going to pay. They're considering appealing it, of course. That's what they say. So it isn't paid yet. But uh, something will come of it. Something will come of it. I find it to be, you know, as I say, uh, ridiculous. And just another reason not to work for these carriers that don't care about you or anything. And I hope this person has found another job because this has been a few years now in the making it is not like the eeoc gets in court two weeks from now it's not like small claims or whatever it takes a little bit of time but hopefully it uh, teaches a lesson and that's what i've always said about these verdicts this is why these large carriers want to limit the verdicts they want the government to come in and say verdicts can't be more than x dollars no no i don't think that should ever happen this verdict was uh from a jury of their peers okay and you can say what you want but your attorney just like others get to decide who's on the jury and who isn't they can boot people or whatever i served on the jury i watched how this, all this happens on on that kind of stuff and so when this kind of stuff happens from the jury this is what the jury thinks if you limit it werner says this should be limited to three hundred thousand only because then they'd probably pay it and it wouldn't be a big deal they have billions of dollars of revenue they're not worried about you know a little bit of uh, revenue or close to a billion i'm sure 
So 300,000, but when the verdicts get bigger, and I wish they would get bigger and bigger, companies would really think, oh, maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe we should ask this person what we can do for them for five, you know, take five minutes and talk to him rather than just dismissing them. And the other thing I think should happen, what do you think? Since the school roadmaster is owned by Werner, it's immoral for them to take the person's money and then not hire them. Give them their money back. It's your truck school. And then your company won't hire them if at least they should give them the money back for truck school. Okay. That would be at least a partial right thing to do. But the real right thing to do would be to give them a job. All right. So thanks for listening. And we'll be back soon with another Trucking Answers.